0: Real Bad is part of the Cage Club podcast network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Thin (laughs) mints are the best
1: ones. Oh. No, I'm a Samoa fan through and through.
0: Is that a Samoa? No. No. That's whatever. I don't know what it's called. peanut butter patty or something like that. Mm.
1: It's got a weird Smoas are the too.
0: caramel, chocolate, coconut one. Ooh, coconut, no good for me. Mm. I just
2: love peanut butter so much.
0: No, oh, peanut butter is great. I, I, but I, peanut I don't think the these are butter. bad. No, I think these are quite good. They have a I lot just, of peanut butter in them. Too. Thin mints are my, my they, personal They do have a job. good ratio of Does, peanut butter. It's
2: fun because you put the whole thing in your mouth. You can scoop the peanut butter out, and there's yep. like a little <laughs> in a divot. The cookie. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, that's that's. I, I bought three boxes See, I, of those. I usually I've been do, them for a I while. scoop it up, but I don't
1: put it all <laughs> in my mouth. Thing. I like go how? Yeah, and then eat that. Like and then like how
2: you take the icing off a of Oreo. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I think I'm going to leave this in the podcast. Oh, this, yeah, <laughs> this, this is, is going to be the intro.
2: Oh, yeah. I got lots more to say on this.
0: <laughs> this is
1: all very fascinating.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. I'm your host, Nick Jenkins. Today I'm joined by three friends. First, Matthew Gatos. Hello. Bill Mead. Hi, everyone. And Valerie Barr. Howdy. And uh, today we are delving into the Marvel universe, not the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe, uh, but, you know, I'm sure everybody's going has seen Endgame by now, right? That's a, our collective real good. It's probably better than Howard the Most Duck. Most of the world, I think, according to the numbers, have seen, <laughs> has seen Endgame. Because this comes out Monday. Uh, but no, we're talking about Howard the Duck, 1986's Howard the Duck, inexplicably rated PG, <laughs> uh, Howard the Duck. And uh, we did a group viewing of this, which is rare for us, but I enjoy it every time we do it. And uh, we're going to talk about it. But before we get too far into talking about it, Bill, you're going to do a 60-second plot yes. deck for us.
1: All right. Ready when you are. (laughs) I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) Got time to prepare, Bill. Quick. Okay. Uh, Okay, hold on. I'm going to write my thing. (laughs)
3: Uh,
0: All right. 60-second plot dump for Howard the Duck in three, two,
3: one. We start on Duck Planet or Duck Earth, and we meet Howard the Duck, a real jerk, who's inexplicably sucked to our planet via a space beam. He lands near a performance by the cherry bombs led by none other than Leah Thompson. Uh, He saves Leah Thompson from a gang high on toot. Uh, They Mm. have a falling out. They have a coming back together. They realize Howard was brought to Earth by a satellite space laser beam. Uh, In their efforts to get him back to his own home planet, Jeffrey Jones turns into an alien-possessed monster like Men in Black. Uh, A hilarious chase ensues. And Howard the Duck ends up sacrificing his trip home to save Earth from Jeffrey Jones. Wow, (laughs) ten minutes
0: to spare. (laughs) (laughs) Ten seconds to spare. The longest plot I had an hour. Yeah, (laughs) I am very tired today, and I am not able to form sentences well. So this is going
1: to go real well. Yeah, don't worry. We won't ask you to talk (sighs) for an hour. Okay. Well, um, I wasn't
2: planning on saying anything. that was pretty good
0: plot dump. I think the one thing that's weird about it is, yeah, this film is very easy to encapsulate it, but it isn't. Yeah. it is almost exactly two hours long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, and it doesn't need to be. But uh, there's a lot to talk about in this film. First of all, like the, the George George Lucas's name is plastered all over this thing.
1: Both in like the actual movie at the beginning of the credits and also in all of the trailers and movie yep. posters, it all says George Lucas presents. Yep. He was
3: moving he was moving things then.
1: Oh yeah, he was moving the dial. Like the or is that
0: right? Moving the dial? I don't know. If you say it confidently, it is moving the needle. That's what mm. I was looking for. Spin in the dial. Spin the <laughs> dial. Moving the needle. I'm very tired. I say, <laughs> and I have a three hour movie to watch tomorrow. Um, so it, it, He was interested in this property, decided that he was going to do it. He's, you know, at the time coming off of the Star Wars trilogy, the first two Indiana Jones films, like the man at that point could do no wrong. Like he was really knocking him out of the park and um, had his own effects department. Matt, will come back to this uh, thing here in a second because you had a very good piece of trivia, which was that he owned Pixar at the time. Um, So there was a lot. You know, he he was just sort of seen as Hollywood's golden child at this point, and uh, then Howard the Duck comes out, uh, directed by William. I think we're we're deciding to na- say his name Hoyk? Um H U Y C K. I think that's Hoyck. If I'm wrong, somebody tell me on Twitter or something. I apologize for it, but that's what it looks like to He's me. He's going to tweet you. Tweet at me, <laughs> please. Uh, and we have Howard the Duck, a film that when I was a, a small child, I really enjoyed parts of. And uh, w- was a little afraid to watch it this time. But I don't want to get to my reactions until we've talked to everyone else a little bit. And I want to start just because you're smiling so much. Bill,
3: <laughs> what was your reaction to Howard the Duck? As an adult, I was concerned. <laughs> I, I remember bits of this movie from as a, as watching it as a child, which, again, a theme on Real Bad seems to be, why did we watch this as children?
0: Yeah, that's the Terminator. We had that same conversation. Yeah. Like, why did we
1: watch the Terminator when we were children? It was on
3: TV a lot. It was. <laughs> it
1: was on TV. But like, so <laughs> was Howard
0: the
2: Duck. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think
1: yeah, having like our parents getting cable is probably to blame for a lot of that. Well, my father and brother owning a video store <laughs> that also yeah, yeah there you yeah. go is to blame. But I remember like we had a lot of VHS tapes that were just filled with movies we taped off of TV. Oh, I had that oh, too. Had and so, so, so we would just rewatch a lot of those movies. Yeah. That like. It was just because it was on it wasn't because we were particularly we were like this is going to be great I mean that's how I watched
0: Temple of Doom probably the most yeah. was I had a taped I had taped it off of HBO yeah mm. the free HBO
3: weekends yeah big thing in my my house sign just up run and, leg everything <laughs> run and tapes yeah. man I think with this movie not being aware because because of the screening we had and not being aware of who had seen it before, you, you get this feeling sometimes where you show someone something that you want them to like. <laughs> and you, you get that, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And even though I was aware we were here together to make fun, not make fun, or just talk about this bad movie. Aware
0: that it has a reputation of being uh-huh. one of the worst movies ever made.
3: And just being aware of the bad things that were coming. Yeah. And, and just looking at Matt and Val, not knowing if they had seen it, <laughs> it there was very much a, a sense in my shoulders of, oh, no yeah this was what happened to me when we started the highlander
0: series yeah <laughs> because i loved it as a, as mm-hmm. you know a teenager really i'd love that movie um a lot and then watching it within the first few minutes i went uh-oh oh no oh no <laughs> and then you made as much four and more I, <laughs> <and> <laughs> four more which four more times which i think were much more palatable than that first one frankly <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's sometimes where you realize things that you liked are bad. I had that with them. I mean, I knew The Master of Disguise was bad, but it's also very <laughs> racist and bad. And I realized I should stop talking about how I liked it as a teen because it's terrible. <laughs> well, that is, I feel like there's a lot I, of like
1: I, '80s and '90s ones that have that specific issue of like, unfortunately, like flew over our heads as children of mm-hmm. like the racist, homophobic, all this other like these kinds of jokes in quotes that they had in these movies that. As a child, you don't pick up on and you watch back now and you're just like, oh, I can't tell anyone that this is one of my favorite movies.
0: I think I I had a conversation like this with a few people at different points in my life. And I may I could be wrong about this, but for me, I like hearing that here was this horrible thing that I liked and I don't like anymore because I feel like it shows that we have the capability to grow and change and i think that's like important mm-hmm. like uh, i appreciate yes. the fact oh, that you uh, yeah it also
2: yeah it shows the progression of society. culture and society yeah. yes, generally too.
0: like it was more acceptable to do things like that mm-hmm. back then and
2: it's not now
0: and it's not a forgiveness of that time because it's still bad but you can say like well that was society is what it was yeah. you know so I don't know. I, I I appreciate it when somebody says, "Oh, I loved this horrible thing," and mm-hmm. now I don't because I see what it is.
2: Although I would say Howard the Duck doesn't really have that much objectively gross, uh, gross bad stuff in it.
0: It doesn't have anything that, that I, I feel is of. well anything. I, I think it has a couple of things that are like really made me raise my eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Were they the two duck boobs? No, that was confusing. I was <laughs> just like, "What? Why is that PG?" Um because
2: it's, it's a duck. It's fine.
0: <laughs> but um, no, there was the, uh, look, there's a there is a, a, a f- lead up to a to an almost sex scene between Leah Thompson and bestiality. Howard the Duck. That
3: is. I don't know if it's bestiality. I mean that's
1: well, not the debate we're gonna have, is it?
0: <laughs> no, no. I don't want Let's that. not get into that debate. But, <laughs> yeah, but it, it's uh, it, it. There is something so bizarre about it that it was definitely like I am uncomfortable watching this. Yeah, uh, for a lot of reasons. But aside from things like that, there wasn't a lot in here that I found harmful. Yes, that's and I a think good. That's way to put the it. thing that we, yeah. we respond to. There's a lot of that in Highlander. There's a lot of harmful stuff. So. Yeah, I'm sorry, Bill, we sort of took off... There. No, yeah. that,
3: I think that was the conclusion of my of my experience watching this again as an adult is more concerned for other people watching it with me. Right. I, I was not sure of what harm this movie would cause. That's a fair concern. Yeah. I think that's a fair concern for anything coming out of the 80s. Yes. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> even into the 90s, but really the 80s. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So, yeah. Val, what was your reaction to watching Howard the Duck? And had you seen it before?
2: I had not seen it before. I did not even watch the trailer for it when we were linking things around. I know of it from its place in pop culture generally. That was mm-hmm. all that I had. Uh, made me feel gross with how much sexuality there is So much in it. There's but the so second much. half of the movie, very fun, weird movie that does not have any very much of the like, strange sexual overtones that the first half has. Isn't that weird? Yes. Like,
0: the first is largely uncomfortable because of all of the sexuality and sexual overtones and and weirdness, and then that just disappears. Mm -hmm. It
3: becomes more in tone with other 80s movies yeah. in the second half. Yeah. It almost
1: and feels a, like just yeah. generic 80s movie in a lot of its tropes and stuff. It's like, okay, now we need a weird action scene. I don't know, put in a glider. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, good yeah. point.
2: <laughs> yeah. Overall, it was not as like egregiously terrible as I expected it to be, but I can understand from the, the pedigree that it was coming from should not have been what it was of George Lucas being involved in all of this. You would think that it should have been good, but it obviously was not good, which is why it is on this podcast.
0: Well, I think we have, you know, we can talk more about it being good or bad. We'll find out. Sure. Through discussion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Matt, what Uh, was your, had you seen it before? No,
1: I had also not seen it. And I don't know that I've seen any of it until like this week, not even a trailer. I feel like I've seen images, but never. The poster is
0: actually kind of iconic.
1: Yeah, like the poster looks Fine. The still images I saw, I was just like, that's a weird costume. Mm-hmm. Like, It's very clear there's a human in there, and it made me a little like uneasy. But watching it this time, it was definitely not what I expected. I think I expected a little bit cruder of a movie. Right. I think I thought Howard the Duck was going to be more like of a Deadpool type, I guess, for an easy Marvel comparison. Right. And I think um, that is what he would be now. And I think sometimes maybe he is like that in the comics. Um, could be but he I've never read a Howard yeah. the Duck comic no. he's no. not like that in this there's a few moments where I feel like they try to lean into that and try to make him snarky or funny everyone in this movie thinks they're hilarious oh man so
2: quips that don't quite make sense no
1: like every every time something is happening that is completely serious everybody in the scene has to get a joke in and that's I think just a very, weirdly enough, like, it's a sign of horrible writing. Yes, it is. In, mm-hmm. like, a lot of student films and a lot of first early films, that happens a lot of, like, every character needs something clever to say. This and is if you're not, not a
0: clever writer... Yeah. Like, Joss Whedon is one person who can kind of pull that off, like, because But even, is, like,
1: sometimes that's a complaint that people have about Joss Whedon it, films. Absolutely. Is that his characters are too quippy. Yes. And this is, like, that ramped up to 11, where it's, like, not only are they... All quippy, but they are quippy and dumb in every situation. Right. And so that was my biggest takeaway from watching it is just that, like, it didn't harm me in any way. It wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be, especially the second half. But <laughs> most of the characters are just dumb, and I don't care about what happens to them. And I think I just, there's just children walking by recording us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know
2: whose children those are. Travis's kids?
1: I think they're Blake's. No. Right? No, they won't. It's got to be Blake's.
2: Oh, really? I, didn't, I don't know.
1: I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Sorry, that was distracting. <laughs> that's a little behind the scenes just, for you. Yeah, there's <laughs> <just>, sometimes <laughs> just random children walk by the studio. Yeah, there's a tween <laughs> with a phone aimed at us. Um, but I forgot what I was saying.
2: It didn't harm you. And it didn't harm the me.
1: Half. <laughs> yeah, and the second half, like you guys have already said, was much more fun, and I think just kind of goes off the rails in ways that lets you forget it's kind of a Howard the Duck movie. I
3: would also say. If if you mean by off the rails, I want to get off the rails of the first half.
1: Oh, oh yeah, yes. I'm sure. far away from those. Yeah. But I think this movie though feels not I, I don't know. And I guess I it was no, never
2: on the rails, generally. Yeah. <laughs> but I also
1: don't know this sentence isn't gonna really make sense, but it doesn't feel like a Howard the Duck movie. But I also don't know what that is. But I don't think it's this. Because to me, this just feels like a weird eighties movie that's not based around an already existing property. And so I don't know enough about Howard the Duck lore to know how it pulls from that. But this doesn't feel like it's establishing a world for me.
2: Or an iconic character. No.
1: This just feels like a sort of E.T. Mac and me alien dropped into average society Mm -hmm. uh, kind of movie Mm -hmm. and how he deals with that. But it doesn't let us learn anything about him, really. And I didn't like the lack of world building so much. We get. Except much, he like,
0: likes the ladies. That's yeah, all you get.
1: Yeah, we get a few references at the very beginning that he's got like a, a voicemail from a lady, and also he's supposed to call a different lady. And, and he's got a
0: postcard from a different lady. Yeah, so and then he's got. He's uh, very popular.
1: What was it? Play Duck, but it should have been Play Bill. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <That> <laughs> but, one,
2: yeah, it was a gimme. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we haven't even mentioned all the duck puns throughout this movie. They're no good. No, they're not. They're, oh, none so of them are bad. good, and they're just. the... Surface level, and I don't. That might be also in the comics. Who knows? Yeah, I,
0: since I don't read the comics, I I do think it's interesting that one of the things that specifically Marvel, but DC also has done well, is even if you don't know who a lot of these characters are, the movie does a good job of making you feel like this is something special about this character. Like that. That like if you don't, if you never read, I've never read a Wonder Woman comic, but I go into the movie and I feel like this is a character that we are we are drawing from we're pulling you know we're, we're putting it together and i agree that's a weird thing i didn't think about until you said it it just feels like generic weird 80s movie mm-hmm. yeah
2: there's mm-hmm. nothing special about like howard doesn't seem not that he has superpowers but there's nothing particularly interesting about him at all
3: right and the the bits of backstory story we do get about him don't really add to anything in the movie no he's a
2: copywriter He's right. a
3: copywriter. He dropped out of med school. He was a musician, but uh, then he got
0: back in the day. Yeah,
1: burned out by that. Yeah. And but he like none of these things are that important to the plot
2: <laughs> or important to him. Or yeah, yeah, clearly.
1: And it just kind of is weird backstory you'd get from like a side character because you'd assume that maybe something like that would come up, and the most that something comes up is he plays a song on a piano, and it later is factored into Leah Thompson's band's song. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Well, did
3: you know no. some of the uh, the other women they had for the part of Leah Thompson's character, Beverly? mm uh, Originally, they had planned on Tori Amos. Uh, and then also, I forget her name, unfortunately. We're all making
2: <laughs> weird faces at that, by the way. Well,
3: they they originally were looking to cast an actual... And Musician. Leah Thompson did great, but right. they were looking at musicians because they looked at Cyndi Lauper, and I'm sorry for forgetting her name, but the lead singer of the Bengals were all, like, top picks.
2: Cyndi Lauper would have been awesome. I
3: was yeah. going to say... Yeah that
1: immediately I mean, makes w- this
0: movie
3: better.
2: <laughs> well,
0: eh. I Mia mean, Thompson
1: has like a charm about her as just a human that I think that that they probably went mm-hmm. that way because they were like trying to cast a musician but then they realized, well, she acts a lot more than she sings in this movie.
3: Yeah, there's always that line of how much yeah. acting do you want versus singing. <laughs>
1: yeah, like she sings twice in this movie mm-hmm. and I, neither time was I like, "Ooh, she can't sing." I was no. like, "Ooh, that song's kind of boring." But Cindy Lauper can act. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, she was in a great movie with, well, great. <laughs> she was in a really fun movie with Jeff Goldblum called Vibes. Yeah. Uh, with her, Peter Falk, and, and Jeff Goldblum, which is a lot of fun. And she's really good in it. Uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm with Val on this, and I'm like, that sounds interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, But uh, Leah Thompson was um, probably at the height of
2: her star power at this point.
0: Yeah. A year after
2: Back to the Future came out.
0: Yeah. So you had Back to the Future, Red Dawn, uh, probably before Some Kind of Wonderful. This
3: is before Some Kind of Wonderful and the other Back to the Futures, which I think is fortunate for her. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I think she's a great actor. And I actually no, grew I up agree. watching Caroline in the City. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. had this. This could have this tanked a lot of higher ups. And it did, but it didn't
0: seem to harm careers of actors. Which is good. Because Tim Robbins was the freaking
1: I mean, Shawshank was not that long after this. No, oh. it wasn't. But but also like he's great in this.
0: Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's
1: legitimately he is, great. He is the shining star of this film. Like if I'd anything so. if you are going to enjoy anything while watching this movie, it is Tim Robbins' performance because he just goes for he it. He goes for it, and he can. There are some actors who, when they go for it, they just go too far, and you're like, oh, okay. Well, and a lot of times it feels very out of place or like they're yeah. in a different movie, and somehow for him this right. worked.
2: He plays like a like entry-level science guy. He's a lab guy? technician. Yeah.
1: Who uh, one day dreams
0: of having his own museum?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh,
3: Dream
1: big. But yeah, that's that's also up for debate about what he is and to Leah Thompson's character and everything, but he as an actor and like his character in this is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Is like he kind of has a bad turn where he starts helping the bad guys for some reason at some point, but you still kind of like him and he ends up helping the good guys in yeah. the end. Yeah. So
2: they weren't the real bad guys though as it turns that's, out. That's
1: that's true. They were just very focused on a specific
3: thing
2: to learn. About yes. Howard and yeah. where he came from and To be and fair, more. they only
1: wanted a feather. They didn't want to, like, well, exactly. like cut him open or <laughs>
3: anything. And, and to be fair, no one's really reacting to Howard in the way they probably should be. <laughs> that one guy on the bus who's like, that's a duck. That's a
0: duck. <laughs> that's a duck. <laughs> um, well, let me talk about my reaction to this. Because when I was a kid, <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. And, I mean, when I was a kid, I would say probably, so I would have been about 10 uh, when I finally got to see it. Mm-hmm. Watching it this time with you guys and and knowing like I had not watched it since I was that young. And so I was prepared, fully prepared for this to just be awful. And I would say the first half of the movie, I even stopped at one point and looked at you guys and went, this is awful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The writing for the first half of this movie is so nonsensical and not in in a, a, a purposeful way. It's not trying to be nonsensical. Nothing really makes sense, though. The scenes don't make sense. Why the scenes are where they are don't make sense. They they get mad at each other for no reason. Well, he gets mad at her for no reason, and then he goes and gets a stupid job that in a different movie makes sense,
1: but in this movie doesn't. I think in the movie that's about Howard and who he is and his adventures, I think That scene where he goes and works at a weird hot tub orgy store is...
0: (laughs) The orgy store. Yeah.
1: Uh, It kind of fits in that movie, which is what I thought this movie was going to be. I thought this movie was, like, focused on Howard more. Right. And I don't feel like it is. I feel like Howard's just a very passive, like, guy who happens to be wrapped up in this. Right. There's nothing that Howard learns.
0: Now, you can have that. So, like, uh, so... I'll get back to my feelings on it here in a second, but you can have – there. these are not the only two ways that you can do a protagonist in a movie. But the two most common ways are you have a protagonist who changes or you have a protagonist who doesn't change but the world changes around that mm-hmm. protagonist. And, and so those are the two common ways that you can do it. So the, the protagonist has to learn something and in, in order to affect the world around them to make it – you know, to, to get what they need or to save whatever, blah, 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 blah. Or if somebody that enters a picture and then because of their heroism or whatever, they they help to change the, the surrounding. So there's two common ways. But that there's sort of neither of those happen with Howard in here. I guess he he learns to not be a jerk, but it makes sense that he would be kind of pissed off at first that you know they he they dragged
1: him out of his home world and he's here and he's scared and and well, fine and that's, but we all had that talk like during during the movie where we realized that the first like 20 30 minutes of the movie didn't need to exist yeah that's my point because like that scene where he goes up to like the TV store which we've talked about before on this podcast like who knows if they existed or not but <laughs> in movies they have to because they are exposition factories yep. and they have TVs facing the windows and it shows him a bunch of terrifying things about ducks, like it's duck hunting season and all this stuff. Duck and, puree. Yeah. And he sees like a Daffy Duck cartoon. and One of the best, too. And, <laughs> the Robin Hood Daffy Duck cartoon. It's a very good, a good one. <laughs> but he sees all those things. And I'm like, that's a great like welcome to Earth. This is what this planet is seen. But it happens 25 minutes in the movie. And that should have yeah. been his first introduction to Earth. That should have been terrifying for him. And we should have been worried for him. But instead, the first thing we get is he falls to Earth and just, like, randomly walks into this bar. Yeah. And sees a band and then becomes friends with a girl. And then suddenly they're not friends. And we don't care at all. No, we
0: don't care at all. I think that's a big thing is, like, that first – the first half of the movie, I just didn't care. The only person that I kind of cared about was Tim Robbins' character. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember his name now. but Phil. Phil. Phil Z. Good point.
1: As Howard kept calling him.
0: Um – There is once Dr. Jenning, there should be an S at the end of that, as far as I'm concerned. It should (laughs) be Dr. Jennings, but it's Dr. Jenning. Once he is possessed by the space overlord, Mm -hmm. this movie goes from forgettable and somewhat upsetting to just having a good time. Like I really legitimately had fun watching the last half of this. There's still stupid things in it. Just Um, a
2: weird chase, a fun, strange chase culminating in a battle kind of.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and like all of that, and there was some, it felt, this movie felt like they made it sequentially because even the timing of the jokes got better as time went on, like when when Just all the noises he makes. Well, the noises (laughs) that Dr. Jennings makes, yes. (laughs) Um, So much fun. and uh, But there was also this thing, I didn't talk about it last night when we were watching it, but- all of the characters seem to also get dumber as as <laughs> yes. the movie goes on. They get,
1: especially Leah Thompson's well, character. This is it. Gets so dumb. She's sitting across the table from a dark overlord of the universe who is telling <laughs> her that he's like going to take over the world. And she's like, "So you're going to get the check then?" And it's like, "What? So who are you?"
3: A laser telescope explodes. Yes. And Jennings comes out. He's obviously in bad shape. And they're going. We got to get you to the hospital. They make him drive the person who is dying and probably concussed to the hospital. Yep. They, As they're driving, he is transforming into someone else. Mm-hmm. And they and make telling it, them this. And telling them this. They make it to the diner. Jenning, kind of dead, and is now uh, inhabited by a monster. Yes. And this monster is putting up red flags <laughs> left and right, and they're sitting down at a Cajun sushi restaurant <laughs> and just going like, yeah, yeah, okay, but you know, we gotta we gotta talk about getting Howie back to his planet. And, and then he's, then he's like, just like
2: I am a dark overlord. <laughs> I am going to bring more dark overlords. <laughs> the back. human race will snap out of existence.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they're they're sort of arguing about eggs with the waitress. <laughs> and like, but the waitress is dumb.
0: Leah Thompson's character's dumb. Even Howard at that point is very dumb. Yeah, because Howard is like
1: Howard and Leah Thompson's characters both are like on the same page of like quipping together, joking about things while this guy clearly is about to murder people. And And like like,
2: shoots laser energy out of his body at things. Yeah. And they still don't seem I mean, they're more concerned at that point, but not so much. She's
1: still kinda like, Do you need a bathroom? yeah, Yeah, it's it's that thing of like I don't remember if this is the exact joke, but he essentially like laser beam shoots the mustard and ketchup and explodes them. And they're just like, whoa, what'd you have for lunch, man? And it's like, I don't know if that's exactly what they say, but that's the level no, of joke. No, that's the level of what's yeah. happening. that exists yes. in these moments.
0: And so it's very weird, but it, it got so, they they all got so dumb that I was enjoying it. It's a mm-hmm. lot like it became dumb and dumber in some respects. And that <laughs> and I I was kind of having a good time and I was like, you know what this needed? she She needed to be a stoner. And just sort of like, Um. whoa, dude! Like, I think that would have made that work more. She could have been high on toot. High on toot. (laughs) The famous drug toot. Yeah.
2: I love, I love fake drug names in movies. (laughs) They're so good.
0: They are good, actually. There's uh, because sometimes they're just like really cleverly named, and then sometimes they're just toot. (laughs) But, uh, so I really disliked the first half for a lot of reasons. And I really enjoyed the second half and like, not in an ironic way. Like I wasn't enjoying it like the way I enjoy troll Two. Like I was thinking, this is fun. Like there's action happening. And Mm -hmm. that was, I think my biggest complaint at the end of the first half, like Matt, you paused it to go feed your dog. Yes, I did. And I had this moment where, uh, they were, getting, uh, Howard, they were getting ready to send Howard back. And I was, And they're both like, I'm going to miss you so much. And I, and I realized, well, I'm, I'm struggling because I'm like, why are they going to miss each other? And then I realized why, why it wasn't working for me. It's like, they haven't had an adventure yet. The adventure they
1: have is in the second half of the movie. Mm-hmm. And
2: Leah Thompson is not even near Howard for the second half of the movie, oh. basically. No.
1: And they also spent the first half of the movie meeting then fighting and separating, and then coming back together for like a day. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna
2: say, what is the the length of time that this movie takes place over? It can't it's, be more than a week. No, I, I would say it's,
0: it's about a week. Two days. Yeah. I, it felt like two or three days to me, mm-hmm. but yeah. that could be wrong. <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Now it's it's called one of the worst movies of of all time. I don't think it is.
2: No, not at all. No, no.
0: it's it's competently like the all of the 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 production is like competently made. For the time, some really cool special effects, some not so cool special effects. There was the the wide. There's a wide shot of the Overlord that I agree. With. Valerie and I were last night when
1: we saw it. We we're like, whoa! Oh yeah, his final form when it's very like a stop motion puppet. Stop yeah. motion
2: bad matching of of like shadow. Yeah, and yeah. The lighting is yeah. very
1: bad. And even the HD
3: version, because in the beginning oh, where yeah. Howard's flying through space, it looks like he's about to fly into this big plastic like bar and then as Matt pointed out that was just the mat and it was just much more obvious now right yeah you can
1: just see like the elements laid on top of each other because they have an HD restoration of this film which was
0: never intended to be seen it was you know all of these films at worst were expected to be seen on television on a VHS Mm Like they were never intended for this kind of level of scrutiny, and we're watching it on Matt's awesome 4K <laughs> TV too. So, and
1: unfortunately, Howard the Duck not yet available in 4K. But yeah, that's, one day, one day we'll have to get back together and watch.
0: <laughs> but like you know, production wise, I feel like well made, good cast um, overall. Like I, I don't think anybody, I don't think any character problem was a problem with the cast. I think it was just. Re- first, especially that first half is just really badly written. Yep, that's my feeling.
2: I will say there was one thing that I noticed, like production quality wise, that kind of bothered me a little bit is Howard's lines are. I feel like they're not that mixed well into the other audio. Like it seems okay. like cleaner and closer to like the microphone obviously he's not recording yeah, in the it's scene it's kind of bothered me a little bit it's yeah. not hugely bad but i right. once i noticed it i kept noticing it constantly mm.
1: well, i think it sometimes can also lead to the feeling that they probably rewrote some of those lines or added in some quips and stuff later on that maybe feel out of place because the scene wasn't structured around what he was saying yeah and so they added in a line oh, in ADR. Right. They're like, here, record 10 yeah. different takes of these lines and we'll use the funniest one. But yet the actors aren't reacting appropriately because there's times where he makes like horrible duck puns in the middle of conversation and no one's like, oh, Howard, come on. Like they they're all just make like, this is how people talk too. all the time. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's for me, the, the biggest issue with the, the first half, it really is just Howard and him yeah. not being that likable. He's not likable that is a, that's a very good point because when you I, have a creepy looking puppet duck like you gotta Ooh, I
2: don't think it was creepy at all I thought it was very good looking
1: I thought it was the best they could do his for weird little his weird little fingers his duck fingers With are a little the kind weird of
3: fingernails
1: yeah and I also uh, speaking of the ducks anatomy it you you find out Bits and pieces about, like, his planet and how these ducks have evolved and formed throughout the years. But some of the details you learn way too late in the movie, like, the fact that he doesn't have wings and he can't fly, which I guess we kind of know early on, but isn't established. he has arms and
2: hands. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But isn't established at all until they're in, like, a flying machine. I
2: don't know if that's – I don't feel like that's particularly, like, you did not expose – exposition everything.
1: Well, no, but I think there's like, it's Maybe weird that it's, it it's made such a big important thing later on of like, oh, I can't swim. Oh, I can't fly. Oh, this. It's like, okay. Like... No, we
0: learn he can't swim much early. Do we? Yeah, it's in the hot tub orgy. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's why they put that in there. Yeah, uh-huh. for shadow, It's a
0: good film, Matt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I forgot. Yeah. It turned it all around. Don't you feel like a fool? <laughs> yeah. I'll just leave.
0: Oh, it's... Uh, The the face – somebody pointed out at the time that his skin-colored eyelids were a little weird
1: um, or flesh-colored, I should say. I think it's the thing of like they went for like a man-duck. They didn't go for like – A duck man? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't go for like a comic book character-looking outfit. They went for like let's scale up what a duck man would look like and it doesn't have – a lot of charm to it oh, for I, me.
2: I like him. I think he was so cute and he had good fashion.
1: I mean, he his fashion was his great. Fashion was great. Good I'm
0: just comparing
2: this to like Mac and me, where that <laughs> thing was supposed to be endearing, but
0: it's That's
3: horrible. Fair. You don't think Mac could sport a bolo tie? Why
2: would he wear uh, a bolo
0: tie? That doesn't make any sense. He had a bolo scarf.
2: Bolo ties had time in the 80s. Where oh, they, they did. Were a thing. I, <laughs> hey,
0: I have photos of me wearing them. Yeah. So.
1: They're definitely a thing. I, was I just... feel like he was getting all of his clothes from her, oh, and then at a certain that's... point, he said he, that he went to like a thrift store and shoplifted yeah. or something.
2: Oh,
1: um, I think he said he shoplifted from Goodwill or something. Something yeah. like the that. Child yeah, the child section, the yeah. child section
0: of Goodwill. Yeah, it. I, I don't know. I think we're split a little bit, Bill. What do you think of the the Howard m- makeup thing?
3: I think they did the best they could <laughs> with the, what they had at the time. I I, I think that um. I wasn't too disturbed by it. I did go. They, they used more than one puppet and one costume. And I noticed and one, one actor. Yeah, there was like a whole five one, or six, seven.
1: I think it was eight. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah.
3: Keep going higher. Uh, I, I did start to notice, of course, when they would do the, the head up shot that that was, you know, likely a person's hand in a. I don't want to say mouth, but that's what it was.
1: Yeah, And there their was, head. Yeah, the, the head would sometimes change sizes and mm-hmm. be like bigger and rounder, and you're clearly like that's a helmet on top of a person. Mm-hmm. Other times it was very skinny, and you're like that's just a robot duck. But yeah, the scale never, of him changes. A we
2: much.
3: we talk about the costume being somewhat offensive, but we never talk about it being like oh that's obviously at this point very fake. I mean, we haven't really outright said it at least, unless you're thinking it. But I, <laughs> I didn't.
1: I, I didn't. <laughs> It's, it's it's not is, horrible in that
0: regard. It's so hard to live in the world of we can do anything now. Mm-hmm. You know, with with computer graphics, like because I can I couldn't help it. But during the movie, I kept comparing this to Rocket Raccoon, and I'm yeah. just like, how would they have done Rocket Raccoon back then? They would have done it like this, mm-hmm. right? Like that would have been Rocket, mm-hmm. and because <laughs> that's the only way you could have done it, and. I'm thinking, you know, for a duck man, my problem is <laughs> it, it's, it's the character. It's not the it's not the costume for me. That um, The character is just nothing like yeah. there's nothing there. And and even his voice is just so bland and normal that it's like, OK, that it's we're not, you know, at least Bradley Cooper is doing this cool take on Rocket. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not just it's not just how dare you, sir, mm-hmm. do that to me. I am a duck. You know, I am a master of Quack foo. Yeah, it, 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 you know instead you know, you have him going like, you know, well, you know, I had to steal I had to steal it up my butt, you know stuff like that. It's, it's very much more. <laughs> this is from Infinity War the okay, rocket raccoon. Yeah, that's a rocket quote. raccoon th- quote, uh, sort of. I'm, I added the butt part because he gets cut off before that but. <laughs> but like it, there's no personality. To him, other than just mean. Yeah. He's mean. Yeah.
2: Negative. Yeah,
0: negative. Thank you. That's the best way to say it. Mm. He's just negative about everything. But not yeah. in a
2: funny way, just a, oh, why are you so sad about this kind of way? <laughs> why are
0: you mean? He's about also this? pretty useless. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah.
1: he does not really directly affect anything in a way that somebody else couldn't have easily done. Like, Until the very end, he got but money. even then, oh, well, that's a good point. Like <laughs> Tim Robbins got that gun out for him, yeah. yeah, and could have easily taken the gun and shot the guy too. That's true, but instead he just lets Howard do it for some reason.
0: Right? Again, there's nothing special about Howard, which mm. could
1: have been its own theme. That like, yeah, he's just a dude. He Could have been, but... like almost a reverse Superman. Yeah, where on like his planet he's oh. cool and liked everything, and he comes here and he's just like. Nothing.
0: I want to go see *Brightburn*. You guys want to see *Brightburn*?
1: I don't know what that don't is. Don't know what
0: that is. Do you know what that is? Is no. it about a giant duck? No, it is about an inverse Superman, a Superman who 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 crash lands and turns out he's a psychopath.
1: Oh. So, uh, like, evil Superman. It's evil Superman, basically. Oh, and the trailers look amazing. Bonus real good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, a movie none of us have seen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's not out yet. Yeah. But it's, okay. But, uh, yeah, check out the trailers for Brightburn. Some people don't like it because they feel like it's too nihilistic and oh. too... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Too cynical. Cynical. Thank you. Cynical is a better word. Sounds about like a Movie it. I would hate. <laughs> I mean, it could be, but like, it's exactly the movie I want to see because, like, because uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, we won't talk about it this. Past time. But, <laughs> we haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. Is all I'm gonna say. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Just a lot of character problems, mm-hmm. a lot of writing problems. I agree with Valerie. I think it's cute, and it could have been good if there was more character there, but there's just not. Now, by the time you get to the second half of the movie, though you don't need a lot of character development because it's all just things happening and we have to get to this place mm-hmm. and we have to get out of the way of this and Jeffrey Jones doing this amazing performance. He carries this movie he, on his back. He and yeah. Tim Robbins yes. yep. carry this movie. They both do incredibly well. They really do. Um, and yeah, and then it, it ends in kind of a whimper. Yeah, um, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yeah.
1: With the, the the stupid concert yeah, where now because he threatened the old manager. Now yep. Howard is the new manager of the band, and helped write their hit song "Howard the Duck," <laughs> and uh, Phil is there too. But the audience is loves there. it,
3: and as we pointed out at the end, I thought there was a. I thought they were performing on sort of a round stage where an audience <laughs> was
1: surrounding them. No, it was just a mirror.
3: It was just, and you could see the camera crew. The entire camera crew was present.
1: Yeah. yeah, just to show you who made this just piece like, of garbage. Here we
0: are. <laughs> Why? This is fucking George Lucas In Universal Studios. That's
1: what I want to talk about most is like the guy who wrote this and directed it, but more more importantly, wrote it. We talked about earlier how this has so many easy script mistakes of like yeah. an early filmmaker. Mm-hmm. This guy wrote American Graffiti. Co-wrote. Co-wrote. Uh, maybe the other guy should have been involved. <laughs> George Lucas? Yeah. I mean, is, <laughs> did he co-write that? Yeah. American oh, okay. Graffiti. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I was going to say, George Lucas isn't the best writer no. in his own way either. But somebody else. I don't else... know how American Graffiti turned out so well. Yeah. And, and also, like, Indiana Jones's are good. They didn't write those. This guy did. I think he worked. What? This I guy wrote he... a Temple of Doom.
0: That's the other thing. Oh, though. okay. Well, Temple of Doom. <laughs> Temple of Doom. <laughs>
1: Temple of Doom's better than Howard the Duck. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it is more racist than <laughs> Howard the Duck. Surprisingly. Um, but. Yeah, it's one of those things of I don't understand how this movie fell apart so much because it had huge like names behind it and also so much freaking money. This movie's budget is the exact same as Return of the Jedi.
0: And I demand more from a movie with that kind of budget.
1: You can watch the first 10 minutes of Return of the Jedi, which I did immediately after watching this, and went, yeah, no, this movie looks like it should cost way more than Howard the Duck.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just the opening with the Death Star and the and the Tie Fighter and all of the troops in the Death Star, Invader. Yeah. Like that looks like forty million dollars right there. Yeah. Like what the
1: hell? Where did the money go? And how are the duck? Duck breast. No, uh, it's the <laughs> duck boobs. Yeah, aug- boobs. Duck breast augmentation cost thirty million dollars. We're in
3: Duck Planet for five minutes—not a long time—but they did. They made so many bad movie posters and props, and they made
1: dollar bills I mean, there, yeah there probably was a lot of money that went into the, all those duck costumes yeah for five minutes and, of but uh,
2: star wars also has costumes
1: in it, it animatronics many, many yes. better costumes mm-hmm.
0: right because like you look at the animatronics of this and then you look at like man the anima i can you still... look at anyone in jabba's palace well specifically jabba yeah like if you look at jabba's pal if you look at jabba the hut Mm-hmm. That is something you can still watch and go, how is that so lifelike? Mm-hmm. Like he is, that's a character. That is, it's mm-hmm. very much like Yoda and Empire. Like this, this goes beyond puppetry at a certain point, And it is a fully realized living thing. Then when you realize how it was made and you're like, there are three guys in Jabba.
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs>
0: just controlling different parts of it. And, but it's like, I, I don't get it. And then here it's kind of like same budget, but. Nothing...
2: Did they, like, pay the actors and, like, staff more? Is no, that there's not the a chance these die? actors
1: made more than the actors in Return of the Jedi. Because no one is,
3: like, as, as despite how many people are playing Howard the Duck, no one is playing Howard the Duck.
1: Well, there's also no... Leah Thompson is the biggest name in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that And would be she true, was, yeah. like... Back to the Future big, yeah. but that's not like... She wasn't taking over the world at this that's time. Well, especially
0: in that era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no way that... I don't think even the biggest, like, of Meryl
1: Streep's of that era would have been anywhere near a Harrison Ford payday. No, yeah. Harrison Ford was already Indiana Jones and Han Solo at that point. He had to have made a lot of money for Return of the Jedi. And I think there was a contract problem with Return of the Jedi. I don't think he signed on for all three. So to look at that and go, like, okay, so not only were the salaries probably more in Return of the Jedi... But the sets and the puppets and everything else they get out of that movie compared to this movie is just bonkers to me. My theory is is that this was a laundering scheme for Toot. <laughs> <That is it. laughs> all
3: embezzling. It's all embezzled in Toot.
1: But I. Uh, but, but you have to wonder, yeah. right?
0: Because like. It's, it's industrial light and magic. Yeah. Not that long after Return of the Jedi. What, three years? Yeah, it's basically the same crew. It's the same crew. It's the same production There's house. There's
2: only two things, three, that are, would require, like, fancy, like y or, like, building stuff or, like, makeup or right. anything. There's the science guy who turns into Dark Overlord. Yeah. You know, dark Overlord out of human suit. Yeah. And Howard. Yeah. But, yeah. like, and all of those things are done,
1: like... <laughs> To the nth degree in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Like, there are uh, ten times as many costumes like the Dark Overlord's costumes. There's other stop motion beyond just one bad-looking puppet. And it's, like, literally all the same crew, pretty much. Like, a lot of the behind-the-scenes people are the same people. It's bizarre. It makes me f- wonder if this, mo- if we're in a solo situation where, the like, so much of this movie had to be reshot or something. Maybe I, I, don't know. I, I honestly I don't know much about the production of this film, but it does baffle me.
0: It's baffling. It is yeah. baffling to watch this movie. I think. And I think when, when you know, told me when you know
1: it's cost that yes. much. Yes. I think if you told me this movie cost ten million dollars, I'd be like, all right. Yeah, I would agree. I, if you told me this was a ten
0: million dollar movie in nineteen eighty-six, sure. You know what was the budget for Back to the
3: Future? Oh Ooh, God, I'm gonna be know. so sad because it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be less than this. So much oh, less. Oh, for sure. So much less.
1: I bet you even like Back to the Future two and three. Cost less than this movie to make. I bet. All right, hold
0: on. We don't want to want to take bets. What we think Back to the Future's How budget the cost to make. I feel
2: like I should know this, but I'm going to go with
0: 25. I
2: was going to say 25 too. Okay, I'll, so
0: we I'll got go, two 25. I'll
3: go low, and I'm going to go conservatively low and say 18.
0: Okay, I'm I'm not there yet, so I don't okay, know. Okay. Just so we're clear, I'm going to say I'm going to go 20.
2: Okay. There are very few special effects in that movie, by the way. It's almost all practical stuff. Yeah, the first one has a lot less than yeah. the
0: following two. Come on, show me the budget. Oh, oh, we have a tie. So 25? No. Oh. <laughs> because it's 19.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, so okay. me and Bill.
0: <laughs> although if I guess we're going on Price's Right rules, you win. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I went over. 19 million, but there, the, the effects that are in there are really awesome mm-hmm. in Back to the Future.
2: Except for a few bad green screen things. We don't have to talk about that. What <laughs> is about green screen? Uh, When the car, when they're in the parking lot yes. and the car it travels through time the first time when Marty and Doc are watching it, the fire trail goes like th- past them, mm-hmm. like through, not through them. This but, is one of those things that also looks around, way worse in HD. Yeah, they turn around and they're clearly standing on top of the flames, which is a green screen, like the tracks look so horrible with yeah. them superimposed on top. It's,
1: well i'm gonna say how dare you it's one of those things that like watching it on movie, blu-ray it, it. it looks way worse than i ever remember watching it as a kid uh but i did just look up back to the future 2 and 3 each of their budgets was 40 million dollars hmm, okay so howard the duck and all of these movies have the <laughs> same budget and yet howard the duck there's not a single like action set piece in this movie that i remember or can point to and go oh That probably cost a lot of money. I
2: mean, a lot of stuff happened in the diner, but I don't know
1: why that scene just kind of of explode a lot, though. Well, there was go ahead.
3: This is just a little effect that I liked. It's before uh Jeffrey Jones becomes the big space monster, and it's him and Howard having their Wild West standoff, and he's starting to glow of energy. I thought, (laughs) I was like, that looks okay, that looks nice. (laughs) That is it. That does not justify millions of dollars. No, uh, you know that's the weird thing. It just
0: it doesn't. And I, I say this on on a couple of movies that we've talked about on here. That this idea of like for a, for somebody to have given you that much money. This is one thing I'll say. I mean, I say I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna bring up James Cameron too much. But James Cameron has the ability as a producer and director to take yes a lot of money, but to Take that money and put it on the screen. So everything you see in the movie, like you look at Titanic, I can look at Titanic and go, yeah, that's a $200 million movie. I get it. I Mm -hmm. can see it. Mm -hmm. It's there. You look at that. The same with Avatar. Whether or not you like Avatar, like, yes, that looks like an expensive movie. And the Justice League, which was I don't know how much. I know you're just looking at it. It's $300 million. $300 million. It looks like crap. Yeah. It does not look like an expensive movie. And then, you know, the same – so it's the inverse here. It's like this was a very expensive movie for the time, and it just – where? What are you doing to to give it to your audience if you're going to be spending that kind of money?
2: Thomas Dolby is very expensive. Oh, good point.
1: (laughs) No, I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) I feel like we could get him for a a nickel. Oh, throwing shade at Thomas Dolby. I mean, I'm guessing he didn't cost a lot.
2: No, but I I like (laughs) that he is a part of it. I did It's very funny.
1: I like that, and he's he was in it, also, flight. right?
3: Yeah, yeah, he was the bartender, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure he was the bartender because yeah, right so. right before that scene happened, Matt had mentioned that the music was by the the songs by the Cherry Bombs. We think were mostly written by Thomas Dolby.
1: I believe when I looked at the soundtrack. It's he had a group that was called like Dolby's something, and he would work with different artists and mm-hmm. had that sort of thing. And like Leah Thompson did really sing the songs, mm-hmm. but I think he did a lot of the original. Tell Thomas everybody for. who Thomas Dolby is. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to do a good history of him. He
2: blinded us with science.
1: He did. <laughs> was he part of Ongo Boingo? That was not Ongo Boingo. No, or was that, deep... that
2: was just Thomas Who's... Dolby.
1: Yeah, that was just Thomas Dolby. Really? Yeah. yeah. That was a That's well, all I'm I know. That was a... Oh, because they did weird science. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why I'm a different, thinking, kind it, yeah, different kind of science. Different kind of science. Different kind of science. Science. <laughs> <laughs> science. <laughs> to... science. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Thomas Dolby is just a very... Big 80s musician. No, oh, okay. Like just I, As excited as Val was,
0: I thought for sure he was a part of Devo.
2: <laughs> oh, no, Thomas Dolby. I don't know if he was even big. I just like him because he's got that weird, synthy, strange stuff going. On. I
0: also really am just, I, I don't know, I'm staggered by just how much I hated the first half and how much I really enjoyed the second half. It's bizarre to me. It's like, li- that's
3: rare. It's literally when the car pulls up to the diner for me is when I think someone got fired. Because <laughs> it is so... It is so dumb and so pointless in the first half. Yeah. And then they get inside that diner and we all start laughing. And I think everything... the, the car ride over to the diner is pretty good but, too. Yeah. Maybe no, that I would was say just...
0: everything once they find Jennings. Yeah. Sure. Once they yes. find him, because they think he's just been blown away. Mm-hmm. But once they find him in the rubble and he's like doing this weird like Argh! thing, you know. <laughs> It's where I start to get interested, mm-hmm. and then yeah. it just ramps up from there and gets funnier and funnier and funnier. And even the stuff with Howard gets funnier because the scene where uh, Phil mm-hmm. is in the car, in the cop car, yeah, he's yes. handcuffed in the car, <laughs> and you hear
3: someone, Philly,
0: and he looks out, <laughs> and yeah. Howard is in, like, standing next to a bunch of uh, children's rides and things. But it looks,
1: it's like a farm set,
0: yeah. And he's posing like mm-hmm. a, like one of
1: them. That's funny. Yeah, like it. It, it was
0: funny. It was a good
1: visual oh, gag. I think the best line, which is hard context to explain, <laughs> but it's when they're in the diner and uh, Doctor Jennings is fully like demon. Like he's a demon at this point. He's whatever. He's the overlord, and. The waitress has taken the food away and like
3: <laughs> he's
1: so he's like there like all this stuff is happening things are like blowing up and he
0: just goes Well wait wait she says why aren't you doing anything and he's staring down sadly
1: at the table he just goes she took my eggs <laughs> <laughs> but, like, so serious and so disappointed. And it's such a good, like, well, again, Jeffrey Jones carrying this film, like, on his back. Like, it's such a well-timed joke. Yeah. That it has no, like, it deserves a better movie.
2: His his performance is very... We, Mentioned this very Edgar from Men in Black one. Yes, adjacent.
0: Very much so. It's a yeah. It's a similar take on it. I don't know. I don't know if we've come to any conclusions. I don't. (laughs) I don't think this is. I wouldn't call this a bad movie. I don't think this exists in the same world as a lot of truly terrible movies. Mm -hmm. I think the first half is dumb and doesn't make sense, and is weird in a not fun way and then the last half is a lot of fun and i think if you can get through that first half that second half is legitimately
3: fun and funny that's my take on it i think i agree with you i think (laughs) this is two movies i also agree
0: with that there's two (laughs) movies here um and because nothing that happens in that last half depends on you caring about anything that happened in the first half no
2: No, uh uh-uh, not at all. So
0: you could legitimately (laughs) just jump to whatever chapter it would be on the DVD or just jump to the halfway mark on Amazon and watch it from there, and you'd probably have a good time. Uh, You would miss Tim
1: Robbins in the first half, who is fun. Yeah, when he first shows up, he's very good.
2: We just got a lot in the second half that's good, too, with the, the light. What are those little...
1: Ultralight? Yeah, ultralight. Yeah. Plain thing. Really uh, in reading, uh, found out Tim Robbins and the guy inside the duck suit had to fly that thing. They so were in those, charge of that. All those stunt y- Apparently, too? they were in charge of flying it. Maybe not all of the stunts, but for some of them, apparently, it was it was hard to film that convincingly, I guess. Huh. <laughs> and so they made them actually fly it. So maybe the money went
3: into Tim Robbins' insurance? <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I would, yeah. The Insurance company went, no, no, you can't. Because that looks... No.
1: It looks dangerous in a not fun way. Yeah, it's way. Car,
2: it's it's the 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 plane thing like flying like into traffic around traffic. Well, that was water, always zoo from feet, behind.
1: Like, but there's like yeah. times when they're like two feet above water, uh-huh. like zoo, like. They zoom up and down in, like, an uncontrollable way. They yeah. never look like they have an idea no. of actually how to fly this machine.
2: Almost running into many things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: And not in, like, a well-choreographed action scene kind of way. No, but it in looks... A like, oh, God. And like
2: It's like a paper airplane flying around in yes. the breeze. It yeah.
0: reminds me a lot of the Mac and Me wheelchair <laughs> thing in, in, where he's in traffic and I'm like, oh, God. Mm. And mm. there were a couple of those here where I was like, Jesus, that was a good stunt. Yeah, like, I had yeah. that same thought. So... Um, Well, let's move on to how we would each fix this. I don't know how to fix this back in 1986 except rewrite it. Um, But I wouldn't want to lose the magic of that second half. So I'm going to say if you were to make it now (laughs) to fix it, you've got to make this basically like a rocket raccoon movie. That's the character you should be going for more so than nothing you you because like the scene I kept thinking about it in the scene where Howard is threatening the their manager the band's manager mm-hmm. and like and there's a actually effective scene there as effective uh, moment there oh we thought he, he was
1: gonna stab him we for thought sure. he <laughs> stabbed
0: him in the face but it turns out he stabbed him through his earring <laughs> and it's dumb but at the same time all of us went oh like <laughs> like it was very well shot and cut together Um, But I was just kept thinking the whole time, like, this would be a lot of fun if this was Rocket Raccoon. Like, this would just be a lot of fun. Because I believe Rocket could walk into a bar and kick everyone's ass. And Howard is just a normal dude. Like, maybe a little less Mm -hmm. than normal. Like,
3: he's... And so... That's a good point to that. Because there are times where Howard knows Quackfu and he's kicking people's asses. Yeah. But there's times where a lot of times in this movie actually people just pick him up and throw him away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's and true. And that would be kind of a fun way to play against the the stereotype of of his size is to have him just be sort of like a cool karate master who doesn't take any guff.
0: Yeah. Or just a, you know, a really really violent private detective. You know, you like the who's not afraid to fight dirty, mm-hmm. and so I think it's you just gotta get a better character. But that's mm-hmm. it. That's the only way I think. I I don't know how you without just rewriting the whole thing and starting from scratch. I don't know how
3: you fix it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Bill, what do you think? Um, fixing it in the '80s, I thought of two things I'd like to do. Uh, in the middle of the movie, movie we didn't talk about this much. We learned that Howard was brought to Earth by some space laser. It was the 80s. Lasers were all science. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He was brought to Earth by a laser, and they show a VHS on a normal television of how he was brought to Earth and how they found his feather. Yeah. And it was weird to me that that was obviously recorded and then put in that format within the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe the movie should have started that way. Don't start on duck planet. Start in this lab on earth mm. oh, and have yeah. this experiment go wrong. Cut that 20 minutes Matt was talking about. Uh-huh. And then so
1: Be like, like what happened? And uh, they just have so a good. Yeah, totally going, f- not uh-huh. from
2: Howard's perspective, but people on Earth's perspective. Yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Cause just having that opening scene be the lab failure and mm-hmm. there's a feather drop and they're like, what? And then crash boom. He's
3: in front of a bunch of TVs, Yes. And that's where we go. Yes. And that's, I think and that you cuts cut out, out.
2: 45 minutes of the movie yeah. at least.
3: Yeah. And I think that cuts out a good deal of the unsettling, unsettlingness. I would, there's probably a few more things that need to be trimmed. Um, That's probably good enough. So I'm pushing my bets here. The other thing I thought about changing was just making Leah Thompson's character a scientist. Oh, instead of a rock star? Instead oh, well, she's of, not a rock star. Instead uh, of a, a musician. Rock, <laughs> instead of a musician because- Arch. We talk about them. Well, not... no, it's not fair. I'm not. I'm not
0: saying a rock star. I'm not saying a rock star is better than a musician. Mm-hmm. She's not a rock star. No, no, no but no, she's not fine. a star. That's the whole. That her journey is that thing. She's yeah, trying to of. get there. It's, 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 they play yeah. at a
1: slightly bigger club at the uh, end of the film. Point. They're yeah. not playing like Madison Square Garden. <laughs> good point. But she wants to become a rock she's star. She's on her way. But <laughs> she's
0: a musician.
3: We we talk about their lack of adventure together, and her. I mean, she could still play music and be a scientist, obviously. But there's no. N- really emphasis like there's no like oh i work with these people they'll dissect you or i gotta hide you there's none of that and she could still find tim robbins and all that there's just oh yeah that would have been way better if you had
0: those two yeah
3: that initially
0: he's kind of in the the same boat of like no we got to figure out what he
3: is and we talked about this earlier why they're not if they're friends they're not really good friends no you know he he takes howard to see this person And like she starts dumping on him, she's kind of rude (laughs) to like the one science adjacent person she knows. So maybe make her a scientist, but again, flip that weird scene, put it in the beginning, and cut a solid forty minutes. I agree. This movie needed to be ninety
0: minutes long. Yeah. So, Val, what do you think? I agree
2: with what Bill said. Extremely, I hadn't thought of that, but that makes a lot of sense, and would also solve what I was trying to solve for, which is to get rid of any romance-related thing Uh in the movie. 100%. Um, To make it like a ragtag team of people trying to yeah save stuff, which is what the second half is. It is. Um, Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and I think Howard being more of like a science anomaly that's confusing and people trying to figure it out more so rather than all of the punk club music bad guy stuff doesn't really fit and it doesn't really affect the movie at all, except that there's a song at the end about Howard. Um, Yeah. And then I think also making Howard more of like a beloved character as a result of his actions, which he kind of is, but only in a music manager way, which ties (laughs) nothing to like, Mm. it's like having him be like someone who people on earth are into. And maybe he becomes like a star, like a, Public figure or something right. like that, like
0: the Purple People Eater. Yes, guys <laughs> exactly. keep talking about this. I've never seen it, and so
1: it's another very similar movie. It is very.
2: <laughs> the more I think about it, the more similar I realize yeah, it is. I'm this. realizing
1: now that some of my fixes for this film are pretty much just make it Purple People Eater. <laughs> well, then tell me what how do you how do you make this the Purple People Eater? Uh, well, the only one that really ties into that is that I do. I, I love Bill's idea of the way of introducing this movie, but I want. Like Leah Thompson and Howard to be friends and build up a relationship, and she's trying to help him adapt to life on Earth by helping to get him jobs. And I want to see him go through a few more jobs. We don't necessarily need a hot tub orgy store, but like I want to see him working well, speak at a, for yourself. Like, <laughs> well, I want to see him like get a job in fast food, and he shows up, and it's like KFC. And he's like, "Wow, well, I can't work here." Like <laughs> I, it brings up an interesting point that like I could the
0: movie couldn't figure out if he was
1: normal to Earthlings or completely abnormal. Because some people just thought he was, like, a freak and like, yeah. a punk kid kind of way. Or, yeah.
2: or in a costume.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't... But I want to see more of, like, their friendship happening and then we can cut back to these scientists trying to figure out what happened mm. and they get remnants of this and they're like, oh, well, something must have appeared. Somebody saw something and we hear reports... Very much pretty much what E.T. is like that sort of structure of you have these two stories happening and eventually they do meet up. But I don't want them to meet up so quickly because I think it's weird that Leah Thompson's character has a friend who's a scientist who we don't see any sort of spark as far as like their friendship goes. They don't seem to actually like each other that much, It's just very convenient. Mm -hmm. But then he almost immediately... Ends up leading Howard to the people who are almost the downfall of Howard. Yeah. And I'm like, that should happen way later in the movie.
2: But are they the almost the downfall of I mean, well, the one the becomes the know. evil guy. Yeah, but that's not his problem.
1: No. Yeah. But, like, it, I think you can get rid of most of that, like, interaction. And I think you just have the scientist, like, track him down over time. Mm-hmm. More so, though, I want to focus on just, like, one, the the employment agency lady was really funny. So if he had to keep, if he, if he had to keep going back to her and like another oh, failed job, I, was, I, I, I could see more of her. I, yeah. Definitely. It reminded me of Mrs. Doubtfire of like when Robin Williams character has to go to the, the agency to get a yeah. job and the way he interacts with her. I'm like, I wanted more scenes like that of Howard coming back and been like, oh, that one didn't work. And he's, she's like, I'm going to find you a job that'll work. And, Cause again, she was like one of the best actresses, like actors in the movie. But I think focusing on Howard, making him more likable, which I think my last big fix is to change the voice actor to someone better. (laughs) And I have three options for you guys, and I'm curious about which one you would prefer. (laughs) Okay. Okay. They're very big 80s voices, and all of them sound right to me at a certain level. I got John Candy, Bill Murray, and Dan Aykroyd. I don't like any of those choices. What? I don't know
3: about <laughs> those choices.
1: I like Dan Aykroyd the most. I think. I think he can pull off the sort of an asshole, kind of snarkiness needed to be a Howard the Duck. <sighs>
3: I'm Just thinking
2: about Ryan this. Reynolds. Just make him the voice. <laughs> <that>
3: Everyone <laughs> needs to be Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Been, how old would he been? A like baby? Ten? Like, uh, would he have been born? <laughs> so I know. I, there I mean, was, I was
1: almost born. So Ryan Reynolds was definitely born. I oh, know okay. that
3: John Cusack was considered. For the voice. See, so yeah, that's no, not what I no, want. No, 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 I, don't but, think they, I don't think there's a good voice. I can't.
1: Frank Welker. No, because it would just sound like Fred from Scooby-Doo. Or it'd like be like <laughs> Megatron. Yeah. <laughs> if or it's going to be a voice actor, it needs to be Jim Cummings who did Darkwing Duck. Oh, okay. See, I prefer that. See, I would rather go should more human a, with the voice oh, than the duck gonna voice. I was going to ask,
2: should he have a duckish voice or not?
1: If, you, if so, go with Jim Cummings and have him just do his Darkwing Duck voice of, six years before he was going to do it. I, the terror, the, yeah, it's,
3: Of the three you mentioned, I guess I'm leaning Dan Aykroyd. Mm. I,
1: I feel guess like, I'm leaning John Candy. See, for me, I'm looking at who could sell this movie if you had a name attached to it, a recognizable voice, in the, in the 80s. Right. Because you have no it, stars to bank this movie on either. Like, not only did it make... No money because it wasn't good. Yeah, it didn't make any money because you didn't have a star,
0: right? And it, it, it it's also like way before the time. It, it, this wasn't Batman or Superman. Like this wasn't mm. somebody who you're like, oh, gotta go see the Howard the Duck movie. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think of who would who was really good at having freakouts, like having real angry freakouts of that era. Do, do you want Jack Nicholson as yeah. Howard the Duck? Uh no, I think he's too. Like, I would say like. I know he's a prick, but Chevy Chase could really
1: like a Fletch Duck movie.
3: Yeah, that yeah. that was one of my almost how I would fix this is would to have been make make Howard a private investigator and have yeah. him help Leah Thompson solve something. I'd watch Fletch Duck. Yeah, I'd watch, I'd Fletch. watch Fletch
0: Duck. It's Fletch Duck. <laughs> cool, but like I, I, you know, he since he's so angry in this m- movie, I would love mm-hmm. to see a you know a, a, a ranting. Somebody who's good at that.
1: Oh, or also the guy who did uh, Roger Rabbit's voice. Sure, that'd just be good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of who could do a good freakout. So there's a cinematic universe. Yeah. Um. So okay.
2: Well. Wait, I have one one last idea. What if he doesn't talk and he just makes Donald Duck noises? <laughs> the <whole movie>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> then Disney's gonna sue them again. Because <laughs> Disney sued Howard the Marvel originally yep. because oh. Howard the Duck looked too much like uh, Donald the Duck. Donald the, the Duck. Donald the Duck. <laughs> Donald yeah. the Duck. Well,
3: Donald dropped the duh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, just it, was it was cooler. Just like <laughs> Timberlake told him to. It was like
0: John Cougar Mellencamp like, yeah. for a while. He, he was John the Cougar. Cougar.
1: <laughs> then he just
0: became John the Mellencamp. Yeah.
1: But no, Donald Duck and <laughs> early Howard the Duck looked very, very similar. They did. Yeah, That's they really did. Um,.
0: Okay. I don't know if there's... I really liked Bill's fix there, actually, because it's just a real good cut.
2: Well, I think that was
0: my main complaint about the movie, is it's just too long. Yeah.
2: None Um, of the music punk stuff is needed at all. At all. At all.
0: No. No. All right. Well, it is time to rate this thing. We each have our own rating system, and uh, we're going to be starting with Bill... What is your rating of
3: Howard the Duck? So I've been rating these movies by- Oh, this is going to be fascinating. How far I want to keep these away from my two-year-old son. (laughs) And I obviously want, I know how far I want to keep the first half of this movie, which is how far away (laughs) Duck Planet is (laughs) from Earth. But if this was on, if he was older, of course, and if we, you know, if, if this was on cable and the second half was on, I would let him watch it. I might get, it does get scary at the end for someone of that age, but if it was just like, oh, what's on USA or whatever, and or and it's just the the ultralight chase scene, I'd be like, yeah, it's Howard the Duck. Watch that. We'll but have a good laugh. We'll have a good laugh. But then later, if if he's like, can we can we rent this on Amazon? I, I'd be like, no, oh, it's not on Amazon. What do you know? That was the only time it was ever shown. It was the only time. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Sam. It's that's it.
0: <laughs> All right. Val, what's your rating system?
2: My rating system is the word bad stylized, uh, font, weight, etc. I love this. Uh, and for this one, I think it would be the emoji where it's like the surprised, ooh, face. <laughs> <laughs> and then the BA of bad would be in all caps, big font. And then the D would be little. <laughs> and then it would be a dot, dot, dot. And then the happy kind of blushing emoji. <laughs> this is a very complicated one that I didn't no, think I like it of though. until I started to explain it. So. No, I like there it because
3: you you'd be like, bah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. precisely right, yeah. Matt, what's your rating system? Uh, my rating system is what Batman movie is it? Uh, <laughs> and this was maybe the hardest one since I've come up with this uh, system, but since we mentioned it earlier and it feels like it makes a lot of sense, this one is Justice League yeah because it has an overly inflated budget that just doesn't show up on the screen, yeah, and it has some overly quippy characters that I could do without.
2: What about the Batman movie that has the penguin in it because it's a bird. that one's good it's good, I like it, okay, I hate that one. <laughs>
1: yeah I would rather watch that twenty times before watching Howard the Duck again Oh what
0: <laughs> oh,
1: Ugh. everyone turns is good i
0: We disagree on this. <laughs> Well, actually, no, we don't. It might be good. I can't tell because I don't like it. So, <laughs> it's better than Howard the Duck, for sure. I would rather watch the second half of Howard the Duck over <laughs> anything Tim Burton had his hands on for Batman. Um, okay, my rating system is what Star Wars movie is it? And this was also difficult for me because, <laughs> for some reason, Star Wars movies aren't don't really suffer from overinflated budgets. Like, they're pretty well produced. Um but I'm going to go with The Phantom Menace, and the reason being, it's dumb, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I really enjoy the last half, <laughs> like, I really enjoy the Darth Maul fight and everything, yeah. like, that's, that's a lot of fun, a good time, you know, I like Ewan McGregor in it, It looks like I like Tim Robbins in this, like, it's, you know, so there you go. All right, uh, it is now time for us to do our segment called Real Good, where we give you a piece of, hopefully, cinema. Um, to get the taste of this one out of your mouth. I'm just going to bring up something that I already brought up, which is a, uh, it's kind of hard to find, but if you can find Vibes starring Cindy Lauper, Jeff Goldblum, and Peter Falk, check it out. It's a fun 80s romp of a movie
1: um, that's uh, quite enjoyable. Matt, what's your real good? Uh, also already mentioned, because it has better puppets and the same budget, Return of the Jedi, because it's literally what I put on immediately after watching this movie to get the taste <laughs> out of my mouth.
0: And there is – there after the Fox purchase,
1: there are now rumblings that we might be getting the actual official – Dear God, I hope so because my least favorite – oh, that's a strong statement. One of my least favorite scenes in all of Star Wars history is the updated Jabba Palace singing scene.
0: Who <gasps> the <a> Jedi rocks?
1: <laughs> yep.
2: I do <did> not recall.
1: <laughs> it's... No, it's
2: a the... – <laughs>
0: That, and then the backup sure. singers go, Jedi Rocks,
1: because the name of the song is Jedi Rocks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Because that's a song that needs to exist inside of Star Wars. What's
0: so weird is the original Lopty Neck song was so bizarre and odd to exist in that world it worked, it felt like something that would be in that palace mm-hmm.
1: he was in no it made sense and, and now the new one feels very odd and out of place yes. so please if you're listening like Disney, everything in the special editions release i'll, I'll disagree with that but uh, <laughs> really? yes uh but i say please that's the one thing i want removed
0: well i just want our original versions please oh, please 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 bill what's
3: your real good um this was also mentioned and i it's not that big of a stretch it's back to the future Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Leah Thompson's great in that. And, she is great in that. And even though that does have a certain sexuality to it, obviously. Yeah, it's... she's
1: creepily sexual
0: in both these movies. Yeah. Well, she's there's nothing creepy about she doesn't know that it's her
1: son. <laughs> it's creepy to the audience. Yeah,
0: it's creepy to the audience.
1: And she's like, yeah, but she's hitting on him and he's not so into it cuz he knows yeah. it's a mom. And just in this, she's hitting on Howard and he's clearly not into it either.
0: Oh, that is a running theme. That's weird. Yeah. We didn't even talk about the weird
1: condom thing. <laughs> ah, damn it. Ah. she opens his were, wallet were at some hoping... point and she finds an open not wrapped condom in like in his wallet and goes oh Howard full
2: of oh. lint and dirt oh, and Howard.
1: hair like, like I guess maybe they were like people won't know what a condom wrapper is so we have to have it open because it makes mm, bleh, ah. It's just gross. Well, Matt and I have both worked on sex explanations,
0: <laughs> and so there's we know that is not how you should properly. That handle is your not condoms. how you you should even be checking the freshness date on your condoms. I think that's what they call it—the <laughs> freshness date.
2: Maybe it's different for ducks. We don't know.
0: That's true. Oh man, I still don't think duck that planet condoms to have don't have wrappers. Lint and hair all over it. <sighs> there it are, he's an
2: animal, <laughs> 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 right?
0: Uh, Valerie, what's your real good?
2: My real good is. Homeward Bound to Lost in San Francisco. Oh, <laughs> my like, God. Uh, it's about animals trying to find their way home when they talk. Or Why not at least the, the first one? Uh, I didn't really watch that one that much okay. when I was a kid. Oh, okay. And it's in a city, uh, which this is, I wanted to point out that Howard the Duck is set in Cleveland, though they drive somewhere and there are gigantic hills, which there are none of in Ohio. Really <laughs> took me out of
0: the movie. Yeah, I don't think they shot any of this in Ohio. I think it was, was all in Marin County. All, yeah, all Northern California. Yeah, But yeah.
2: Homeward Bound 2. Excellent. Very good.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys so much for doing a group watch for this, though. That was fun. Fun time. And uh, for talking about it on my podcast here. Valerie, where can people find you?
2: I am on Twitter. A lot. Valerie (laughs) 2776 on there.
3: Excellent. Bill? Uh, I'm a video maker for SciShow, so go to youtube.com slash SciShow. Check it out. And Matt, you have a podcast.
0: I
1: have a podcast called I Love It. You also have a, a, well, it's not new, but a re video series. <laughs> yes. It's also a podcast. It is also a
0: podcast. Yeah.
1: Uh, me and my friend Maddie Kerr have a show called Matt and Maddie, which you can find on YouTube and anywhere podcasts are. So, yeah, check out I Love It and Matt and Maddie. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Um,
0: you can find us at Real Bad Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. If you like what we do here, you can go to Patreon.com Real Bad Pod and chip in a buck or two if you would like. Uh, real big thanks to Black Duck Studios, I Love It Podcast, Candace, Sarah, Caroline, and Anna Moss for supporting us on Patreon. Thank you so much. Real Bad is a part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can go to cageclub.me and check out podcasts like Cinemakers with Joy Lewandowski and Mike Manzi, where they chat about filmmakers' entire libraries. Join us next week for more painful movies, but until then, this is been Real Bad.